just like that, we are back to recording. So let me say first and foremost, thank you guys, because this is a second attempt at doing this recording. Take two. Take two. Um, I'm going to play it, actually, so you guys hear it for the first time and everyone else listening hears it for the first time. This is what yesterday sounded like when we recorded the episode. Hey, there we go. Perfect. All right, so... Mike, Rachel, thank you for doing this. One, two, it's good to three, have you here. Four, five, <laughs> six, yeah. Like, that's in GarageBand. It's not in there anymore. It's all turned off. But I'm thinking to myself, what a dumb feature. Like, you would think it would be smart enough to realize, oh. Clearly not when you have a this, microphone attached. Yeah. And we couldn't hear it because the sound was going to the microphone. Right. That's why we couldn't hear it. It wasn't going to the speakers. So, <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. But, um... We're actually sitting in Yes Coffee Company in Flagler Beach. This is the first time I've ever done, well, technically second, but first uh, episode in a coffee shop. Never done this before. Um, and sort of similar to yesterday with how you guys met, I want to cover that again. There's going to be similar things we're going to cover here. But <laughs> for them, it's going to be the first time hearing it. So uh, you guys have a great backstory, and I love it. It's Honestly, one of my favorites. It's just, it's meant to be kind of stuff, I think. So whoever wants to kick it off, take it away. How you guys met and go from there. <laughs> Should I start? <laughs> you want to start? I love you, Rachel. You're the best. <laughs> love you. <laughs> <laughs> you start. You do a good job, Mike. Thank you, sweetheart. So, I'll fill in. <laughs> um, we initially met in 2014 in, in Jeffreys Bay, South Africa. Um, South Africa is a country. <laughs> um, For those who don't know, it's there's not some 101. just <laughs> a part of the African continent. And Jeffreys Bay is a popular surf town uh, in the world. Um, so we were doing a Bible school there, and I was there for five years total. Rachel was there for three years three total. Years. I started my time there uh, in 2013, and I and Rach started her time in 2015, and we both left at the end of 2017. Uh, we met briefly in 2014. Uh, her brother did the year with me um, in 2013 and 14, and we were uh, we lived in the same house. And Rachel was doing her own thing uh, with the school she was with, and yeah. I actually, this is the first official time I met Mike was when I was on a mission trip. I went to a Christian school. Um, and we did a mission trip to Zambia and we stopped off in South Africa and it was kind of this crazy time where like my parents were visiting my brother. So my parents were in South Africa. My brother was doing the program. My brother was living in the same house as Mike. And I remember meeting Mike at where my brother was living and I was just meeting everyone for the first time. And I was, I remember the exact place I met Mike. It was behind this like pillar in the middle of a living room and Mike was kind of like half of his body was like behind it. And he's like, Oh hi, I'm Mike and I wasn't like, you know, creepy man. No, it wasn't creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't I was creepy. like leaned up against the pillar talking to somebody. Yeah. By the first time I met him and I was like, Oh hi, I'm Rachel, I'm Johnny's sister, blah blah Like just Totally super outgoing and enthusiastic and so, excited yeah. about life. But. Johnny, okay, so Johnny is your brother? My brother. Rachel's is your brother. brother. Yeah. Rachel's and brother. you were friends with him? Yes. yes. But you never knew of Rachel? Yeah. I knew of that? Rachel. Like, 
this 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 girl that is related to Johnny. Other than that, that was <laughs> yeah. it. That was it. You know, and that my brother had had a sister. Yeah, I didn't think anything of it at the time. Neither yeah. one of us did. But that was the first official time that I had like met Mike, and it was, I was in high school. I was in my grad year, so. Mm-hmm. And I was an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he pokes his head from behind the, this the pillar. pillar and I just lo- love at first sight. No? Yes? Not maybe at so? All. No, it wasn't. No. I wasn't about rocking the cradle, so <laughs> No, is it rocking or robbing? Robbing. Rob- robbing rocking. Cr- I don't know. Yeah, no, not love at it first took a sight. While it to... took a long time. I persisted. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless. Nevertheless. Uh, so the next year, uh, she did her first year. I was there for my third year. Um, we were just friends, and uh, Rachel made sure of that. Um, and <laughs> during her second year in 2016, uh, this is where Rachel comes in and explains about <laughs> her internship. Yeah, so essentially this kind of comes into play with um, coffee and how coffee's kind of influenced us <laughs> starting to like each other, dating, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, in my second year, I was every second year had to do an internship. So okay. that had to be like under a certain person with a certain skill that you would almost like be an apprentice for. And I didn't really see anything that I wanted to do except. I had this idea um, because there was this building and it was, it was like not attached, but it was to the side of this church and this church had like an average Sunday was like 900 to like a thousand people um, going to it. And well, there was just like this space and it had like all the, all the puzzle pieces to be like an operating cafe, but it didn't have anyone doing anything with it. It was just literally a space that was being not used. It was, like, not being used. It had, like, chairs and tables. It had a bar. It had an old San Marco Italian espresso machine that was functioning but needed some maintenance. And there was a grinder. There was a sound system. Essentially, this space that could be used for a cafe was kind of being used as, like, a storage room for a lot of things. Hmm. And it... It was just not functioning to its fullest potential, so I essentially approached the leaders and I was like, hey, I can't really see anyone I want to apprentice under, but there's this space. Could I, like, take it over and could I do something, like, magical with it, essentially? Can I make it a cafe? And they were like, if you're serious about it, for sure, (laughs) go for it. And I just was such a go-getter that I just was like, okay, we're doing this. So we went and, like, painted it, like, neutral grays, and we kind of brought it to the 21st century. We got a repairman to come in and fix the espresso machine up and I started like looking and we found like the roaster we were going to work with and I essentially made it into a cafe. Who's funding all this? Essentially it was like ourselves. Just you? Yeah so it was myself and then also yeah it was mostly Mike (laughs) and I um, at the beginning so how Mike kind of comes in is when I was first starting it like Mike and I were friends but Mike knew I was starting this up and I was, you know, every, every, it only started like kind of like on the weekends when I was open and I was like hauling in milk and, you know, getting everything ready and Mike really knew nothing about coffee, but he was my friend and we talked quite a bit, but like from one week to the next, Mike had suddenly learned a lot about coffee, (laughs) essentially. Okay. 
Um, so it kind of went from him knowing nothing, and then all of a sudden he's asking me all these questions, like, um, oh, like, where, what's your grinder set at, and like, what size are your baskets, and all these kind of like coffee knowledge terms, like these kind of coffee geeking out, like stuff, all stuff that I kind of knew. Okay. And I was like, geez, like, okay. And he essentially like asked to, or kind of persisted to be my right-hand man. So he just like kept showing up, kept wanting to learn more. He got trained and he was showing up every, well, every day when I was open Uh (laughs) or when we were open and he became like, he got so knowledgeable about like the grinder and the beans and like started to come to everything with me that I couldn't really like do the shop without him. <laughs> and I ended up being like the queen it's of like... It's on the record. It's on the record. <laughs> but yeah, essentially like I was very passionate about like customer service and like presentation and then also like latte art. And I was like one of the only baristas who could actually like do good free pours and... How, yeah. Now... Prior to you going to South Africa, mm-hmm. you were you ever, like, involved in doing something related to coffee? Yeah. So, like, my first job was a barista okay. in, like, a, not Starbucks, but a Canadian equivalent to Starbucks. It's called Blends. Okay. That was my, like, first job. And Are they still around? Yeah, they are. They're still around? <laughs> you can look them up. Okay. The blends with a Z. Blends with a Z. <laughs> or a Z if you're going to say it Canadian. That's cool. But yeah, that was like my first job. And I remember that like before that I actually had like my dad bought like our family an espresso machine at home. Uh-huh. And we bought it from this little Italian shop from my hometown. And the Italian guy who sold it to us like ended up showing me a few things. Because my dad knew that like I loved, I loved coffee like from a pretty young age. So I remember being at home and... I would line up all my mom's teacups, like our whole, like my grandmother's set, like every, the, all these teacups along our like bar and I would be steaming milk, pulling shots and like trying to practice when I was like 15, 16. So not normal things for a 15, no, 16 year old. To no, be doing. <laughs> no. Like I was just like all in, like wow. I was excited about it and you know, just those like childhood things. Like I was just weird about it. I just yeah. loved it so much and I was just kind of geeking out about the cafe experience from a pretty young age. So by the time I had gone to like South Africa, like I knew what I was doing as a barista. And, and from that point of like starting up that shop, like I just kept on getting better. Cause it always crossed my mind when you initially told me the story, I was like, why didn't she look at the space and go, let's make this into a stage or like, why was it a coffee shop specifically yeah. that you wanted there? And that goes, and that answers the question right there. Because yeah. at 15, you're lining stuff up and steaming, and yeah, crazy. Yeah, so it was an exciting opportunity, and ended up becoming like an amazing, well-running, like weekly open, like open every day, um, shop, and ended up like making a lot of money with it. So much mm-hmm. so that like we didn't get paid. All we did is like Mike and I personally would put money into it, or someone would come and say, "Oh, I want to like help you guys or whatever," and then it ended up making so much money for itself and for the, like kind of the church we ended up like running it through the churches like bank accounts and whatever mm-hmm. and it ended up making so much money that they like hired the guy that we passed it off to and gave him like a, like a paid position like a yearly like running this space because they didn't want the space to die 
still going to and this it's day. Still going, like yeah. blends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So he's profiting off of your creation. Yeah. In a way. So I mean, it was kind of upsetting. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I mean, no, I was proud. You know, just to, for that to have been happening. We worked really hard at it. Like we we put everything into it. Heart, soul, blood, sweat, yeah. tears. Yeah, we d- would do events. Like we'd be there all day, and then we'd like be there all night, and then we'd have to clean up and like catch the bus back home. And like we 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 were we were into it. We were like buying new brew gear and like working with the roaster and like on the weekends. Like that's all we would talk about. That's all we would do. Like is just talk about like coffee. And- it was really fun too, though, because. Uh, anybody who's worked at a coffee shop, you'll understand this part. Um, it's it's really fun when there's it's really busy and you, like oh there's a hundred people in line just randomly fifty people in line and you have to serve them and there's four people go. Um, that we got very very fast and efficient at between steaming milk and pulling shots and all of that. We had uh, a very simple menu. Like we had. Like, it was like four items. It was five like items. four items. Like it was like Americano, cappuccino, latte, hot chocolate, and like a mocha. Or we like had a an chai. iced coffee. And only had like ice latte before. We ice latte, like an iced vanilla latte, and actually like our iced vanilla latte at Yes Coffee Co. Right now is like that was one of our best selling drinks in South Africa. Like we were known for our iced vanilla latte, mm-hmm. and um, coming back here and serving it to people, it's kind of just one of those things that like it's always been like our like best selling item. Well, even the snow cap. There, I was going to say even more than the snow cap? No, snow cap's better now. Yeah, I mean, now that we, like, are creating original drinks that are, like, even more memorable than, uh-huh. like, that. But, like, I don't know. I always feel something special about this, like, ice and exactly. latte because, dang, it was so good. Like, and it always is so good. Now, in South Africa, is coffee a big thing? It's way bigger than here. So we're talking night and day difference. So like, it the is, U.S. It, it, like, it's it's integrated into their culture. The U.S. is actually significantly behind in, in the coffee culture in comparison to the rest of the world. Um, Europe, like, so, and a good, a good way to tell to see is how far into the culture do people, like, almost celebrate coffee, meet over coffee. And in the U.S., like, people are just, the younger people are starting to do it, but older people don't necessarily meet over a coffee, you know? Because uh, their 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 view of coffee is very different to younger people's view of coffee and the rest of the world's view of coffee. So uh, overseas, especially like in Australia, South Africa, Europe, England, okay. uh, it is much much bigger. Yeah, and it, I don't know. Like every like the gas station has an espresso machine. I'm not exaggerating. Like, yeah, that that's that's how big it There's is. There's like places to get good cappuccinos in like everywhere you go because it's like they drink like so like. I don't know, it's a little bit different everywhere you go, but, like, I know in South Africa that, like, people would look for, like, a good cappuccino or a good place to get a cappuccino, and there's everywhere, like, you even go out to eat has an espresso machine. Like, I know that's, like, sometimes common here where you'll have, like, an espresso machine in a restaurant, but but they're, like, but you're not good. open without it. And then also, like, their cappuccinos at restaurants, like, they were good. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously they wouldn't be, like, great everywhere you go, but they'd be at least servable. Yeah. Like, very different than here. I mean, it's true, though, too, that, like, when you're in South Africa, you're going to have, like, much quicker access also to the coffee belt, um, like, in Ethiopia and Kenya and getting those beans. Um, I know this sounds a little off topic, but, like, just, like, the coffee culture in, like, 
in South Africa being like one of the more wealthy like African nations. It's mm-hmm. the wealthiest. It's the wealthiest African nation. They are definitely at an advantage to get coffee at a cheaper price, so it's like more accessible. Because you're not, you know, like most of the cost of coffee is actually like the transport to America. Okay. You know, because it's yeah. such a weighty product to like ship mm-hmm. and get here. Makes sense. Like I've tried to lift those bags of green beans before. Like I worked at a roastery and like it, it they're so heavy. Like two grown men have to like lift it up. But yeah, I, I just think like it's when we were working with local roasters, they were able to get like really cool varietals and very like different things. Like it was really exciting because you're like, I'm on the African continent. This coffee's being grown like just a few countries up, you know? Yeah. From us. So you were locally sourcing everything, similar to what you're doing similar here. Similar to what we're doing yeah, here. Yeah, it's a, almost exactly. Yeah. I think it was a little more local there because we knew the people who owned the milk farm. Yeah. Uh, so we like knew cool. the milk farmer, we knew the coffee roaster. We... Yeah, it's a little different, but... Uh, the coffee repairman, like here, when our machine breaks, oh, we have yeah. to send, not send off our machine you know, back to Seattle or something, but like here... You know, no, no, we, there. or sorry, there in South Africa, like the repairman, we just call him up and be like, "Hey, Bill, like come on now." <laughs> like, it was actually pretty funny because uh, I was in the Navy and I was really good at troubleshooting electronics, especially. Mm-hmm. And I would go through like the tech manual with him and show him what was wrong, and then I would say, "I, I think we need this part," and he's like, "You want to work for me?" Because I would get, I was very good at like pinpointing what mm-hmm. was wrong and I'm like yeah I know I need to replace this element but I don't I, you know I don't have the, the the tools to do it and I don't have this element to replace and he's like oh well good job uh, you just got to do this and this and you know sometimes cool. they charge by like how long they're there for and so Mike was really smart where he'd be like I'm gonna figure out exactly what's wrong so he doesn't have to spend like an hour right? or two hours here like <laughs> troubleshooting it. And you just be like, okay, yes, so like the yeah. element is wrong. Can you just order that part for us? And he's like, oh yeah, it is off. Okay, I'll order the part. Like be back. Like so, he'd always spend like 15 minutes with us to be gone and like come back with the part the next day. Or he would just spend time talking to me because yeah, he just liked talking. We love the coffee geekery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, not charging you. Not charging. Not charging. You. <laughs> yeah. Anything he kind of steals. Yeah. Nice. Do you still like keep in touch with him? No, lost contact. No. Yeah. I mean, I have his number still, but I just don't talk to him. We knew so many people in oh Jefferson Bay. Like, we we're kind of well known there. And no contact with anybody. Like, you. Oh yeah, contact. we do. Like, it's just not everybody. Not everybody. It's hard, you know. There, it's that thing where like you pass someone on the street and you go, "Hey, neighbor," or you know, like when you're actually physically somewhere. Yeah. There's more of that like point of rubbing shoulders, but here when you're in America and. You can WhatsApp them or, like, you know, message Facebook, them yeah. or Facebook, um, keep up with them. But it, I don't know. Sometimes it's just, like, life goes on and we just keep on pledging forward as well. Sorry. Whenever we go back, we would always, like, visit and, like, say, obviously, we, we would love to go back and just check you on everything. took it out of my mouth. I was going to say, are yeah. you planning on going back anytime Not permanently. Soon? Not permanently, <laughs> but... Um, well, that's good. We would love to, we would love to visit, like, yeah. sooner rather than later, but... We've already just gone through such a hoopla to get me here from Canada. Oh, wow. um, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, and the flights are really long and expensive mm-hmm. and and Jeez. that kind of thing. But, yeah, it was an amazing, incredible experience. But it definitely was helpful to make all the mis- – not make all the mistakes, but kind of make the mistakes in the one in South Africa. So when we opened Yes Coffee Co., we were like, okay, we know exactly what to do and what not to do. Yeah. And, 
it was also a bit of a different experience, like buying all the machines ourselves for the first time. Yeah, and... It was, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's a lot different <laughs> starting from nothing than it is of inheriting stuff and just making it work. Those are two very different setups. Mm-hmm. One is more of a managerial and one is more like, um, uh, like breaking ground kind of figuring things out from scratch, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I mean, especially the space where we're in right now, like Mike it, was like putting like hitting down like cinder blocks and taking yeah, ripping out the ceilings and blocks and all that. Well, what's weird and kind of fascinating is that it's a similar situation where you come back to Flagler Beach, which is your hometown. Yeah. So that's why you're in Flagler Beach in the first place, right? Yeah. You're, this county. Yeah. I live here. in Palm Coast, but yeah. Okay. And you come to this church, which again has a space that <laughs> yeah. is not being used. Yeah, but like, so we did such a good job. A lot of people within the the greater church peoples uh, knew about us and what we did. Uh-huh. So within two weeks of coming back, the, the local church asked me to do the same thing of what we did there. Here? Here. Wow. So they asked you? You they didn't come in and me. propose yeah. the idea? No, they, they came to me and asked me to do it. I mean, if That's you think crazy. about it. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so... That's why it, it, this all happened. Is because we were so well known for what we did. They asked us to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like church is like they sit six days a week unused. They're only used on like Sundays or maybe a few nights a week. Uh huh. They're like usually taking up a lot of land, and they're usually like it's just empty real estate. Empty real estate. You, you know, know? sometimes they're commercially zoned, sometimes they're not, but. At the end of the day, there are buildings that aren't being used to their fullest potential. Right. So, kind of like, um, I think I might say this word wrong, like the gentrification or gentrification. I don't know what you're talking about. So, like when you rebuild uh, and put cool shops in like really like poor communities and you build up the value. We'll go with it. Sure. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Sorry if I butchered that. Um, it's like when you just, you know, in, inside of like a church especially, they're not being used. You know, it's just empty. You use it for a few hours once, maybe a few times a week, you know. And you have this little, like, coffee maker over in the corner, if you are lucky to have, right? Right, but, I mean, it's just, like, empty space. Why wouldn't you use it, especially if it's in a really good area? Like, here, I mean, we're, like, a block and a half from the ocean. Uh-huh. Like, you can go to the sunrise, you can grab a coffee, like, we're right here, Still you're looking at the palm the trees and the suns, and we're walking distance from the pier, and it's kind of like, okay, when you're looking at, like, real estate in kind of, like, even just around this area and other places, too, like, rent is astronomically high with those beach views and everything, but then you... We pay, like, a fifth or a sixth. Of, fifth or sixth of, of that price. in rent. Because you're associated with a church. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do a lot of well, we, we because we work with the church. We're not so we have a for-profit business that just so happens to rent inside a non-for-profit a non-for-profit church. Gotcha. So we technically rent. We're not associated with the church. Okay. Like Rach and I attend the church. Totally cool with that. That's like but, our personal. Choice. Yeah, but the that's business our, is but not the business associated. is not associated with the church. Okay. And what and family church? What is like. Is this like a, like, what is, like, what kind of church is? It's a non-denominational Christian church. Okay. Yeah. Is this like a model a lot of people follow? 
doing this or is this no. like kind no. of new ground <laughs> this is new ground really? this is totally new ground I, I mean think about it. how many how many like for-profit businesses do you know that are inside churches that, yeah that's the I most don't. i've seen is like a bookstore like a yeah. religious bookstore a re- <laughs> you know like i'm selling all the christian books from the church which is like no no bashing here but like that's the most of business i've seen True. Kind of yeah. associated to the uh, church. You know, unfortunately, a lot of these buildings are just empty, and there could be so much use for them, but I, probably nobody asks or even thought of to do it. I mean, what, that word, whatever it was before, the gender, yeah. I don't know. I swear it sounds like <laughs> the right word, I think. Yeah, gentrification. Gentrification? You're going to look it up. <laughs> We're but serious. <laughs> we have to seriously figure this out. But, I mean, it, exactly what Mike said about that word, just kind of going back to it, is that, like, now, you know, the kind of millennial generation, we're, we're kind of going back to, like, oh, this was a, uh, I don't know, a basement, or this was a warehouse. I'm going to make it into a super cool events venue, or I'm going to make it into like this really cool like pub or this coffee shop you know like coffee shops now like going into places that like oh this is an abandoned bookstore i'm gonna make this into a coffee shop you know like so i'm stretching the word a little bit Uh, according to google it's gentrification so close gentrification gentrification and it's the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle class taste all right. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, close. I mean, maybe. I mean, we have a pretty modern, like, sleek coffee shop, so maybe that is true. <laughs> but. It's crazy to me that it's a, like, it is new ground. So, in a way, do you feel like, is it kind of, like, are, are other people taking notice of this and reaching out to you and saying, hey, like, how do we. Yeah, so we. Um... We've had people ask us questions, and I've given out business cards, but uh, if it's something that we definitely would look into in the future uh-huh. but uh, of reproducing, but as of right now, we just have our one shop in Flagler Beach. Not even just you, like just people that have like, it's, hey, I have this church next to me that has nothing in it. Yeah. How no, do I go about doing no one. this? No, no one? one's asked us no that. One. Yeah. No, no one. Like, what else would you put in a church besides a coffee shop or, Think like, about a pub? It. What would you... Can, you can put a pub. No. Um, you <laughs> Unless it was, like, we're the holy wine shop. Like, yeah. let's sell a bottled wine that's, like, oh branded. Gosh. Well, I mean, you could probably... <laughs> I mean, think about it. What, what can you do? It, you could use it as an office space. You could do it. You could uh, rent out office you, space. You, I mean, you as lo- you can retrofit it to whatever you want it to be. Like, if you want to make it a commercial kitchen and put, like, a bakery in the back or ice cream or whatever, you could do that. I mean, it just depends on how much money and time and effort and sweat and tears, whatever you want to put into it. I, I mean, mean, if it's in a great location, why wouldn't you? I think the sure. only thing is that, like, the only thing that kind of gets people about this setup and or this kind of model that we've created here is when they come in they go oh my gosh like a church like weird but there's some people who think too like oh it looks like an event space or like oh you have a stage or like you know it's so funny half the people that's that like rock up here they don't even realize they're in a church they ask like what's going on you having concerts or something during the week or you know you got a stage with drums and all that even though the, there's, like, the a sign of, that says Coastal Family Church on the front, they don't even know they're in a church. So I, I honestly don't even think that's an issue for most people. 
it was a little weird my first time coming in here. I, like, I'll be completely honest, but I think it was because like the, the like the chairs were set up and it did look more like a traditional church setup. Like right now, it, like exactly, there's like musical instruments I'm looking at, Christmas trees because we're recording this around Christmas time. It looks like yeah, like just like a concert venue. Yeah. Are you are you guys allowed to put Yes Coffee Company on? Like the outside, we're doing that. Like, yeah, we're working on our like. You're gonna be doing that. Yeah. yeah, we just opened like July 4th of this year, so I think that there's been a lot of things that like we've been working on processing, like the bench you're sitting on right now. Like that was something we wanted. Used put to in. be a high bar. It used mm-hmm. to be a high bar. There's just like you know these big pieces that were like okay, let's fi- let's redo this. You know, we're evolving, and we also like really love listening to customers, and and what you know what they're saying you know we're very like customer friendly (laughs) and hearing what they're saying and i mean we've only heard a few people like once they've come in they're like oh like this is kind of you know we see the facial expressions when they've like first come in the building going like okay like and we go hey like how you doing like come on in just gotta direct that attention towards (laughs) the pretty side the pretty side you know um but then once they taste the coffee and they meet us as people i mean i just just there's no questions asked after that point yeah, I don't think anyone cares after they have the coffee. No, after they have our coffee, absolutely you know? not. And I've told so many people about this place, and I'm like, just know it's in a church. Go in. Yeah. Go to the left. Yeah. And you're you're gonna enjoy it tremendously. Like, don't let the fact that it's a church throw you off. Uh huh. Because I think it can be, but people have different connotations when it comes to church, or different experiences, or things that can be kind of like off-putting with that word, or uh-huh. ex- you know, experience-based things, but. Even people who aren't even comfortable with it, like that word, once they've come in, they've tasted the coffee, they've met us as people, we're like, yeah, man, like this is just a sweet coffee shop <laughs> in, in the building, you know? We had a review once that said, yeah, it's in a church, but don't let that put you off because they don't even pre- preach at you. <laughs> you know, it's like we're not like, oh, here's your coffee and a Bible. Like, but <laughs> if they wanted you to, you can, right? Because I probably could. Yeah, I was going to say, so you have that ability. You can yeah. do it. But I, I, I'm pretty good at reading people, and, you know, if there's an open door for whatever conversation, I'm going to take it because I'm a pretty intellectual guy. At least I like to think that, and I love conversation with people. I always say that we're a people business first, and we also sell coffee. So I love it. I yeah. love it. So what is the difference between your coffee and, say, Starbucks? <laughs> okay. I don't so, want to go down, like, a super big rabbit no, hole no, with this, but, so like, I, I love this question. Yeah. <laughs> So there's three waves of coffee. Um, the first wave, uh, and this is what a lot of older people, people in the Not Great discriminating. Depression, are f- more familiar <laughs> with the Great Depression, the, the time period, um, was like really cheap, just out there coffee where it's just, uh, it was really bulk made and it was, they didn't care about the quality, they didn't respect the bean at all, they were just getting it to the massage the massive amount of people as quickly and as cheaply as possible. Mm -hmm. That's why you can buy like five pounds or whatever for like two bucks. You know, it is probably a year old, sat in a factory for five months and eventually got to you, you know. Mm. Um, Fun fact, coffee's only good after it's roasted for three months. Uh, Realistically, the best taste was within the first month of uh, roast date and about three to seven days after roasting for its off-gassing period, depends on the bean. And then once you grind it, it's good for 15 minutes. So fun fact for everyone. Wow. Yeah. So Stuff no one thinks about, yeah. except yeah. for people. So like, <laughs> yeah. With, with like a serious passion for this. Like we just think it's a, it's a bean. 
Right. You know, it's like... Some <laughs> you know? people don't even know that it's a bean or it comes from, like, a coffee cherry or that it's, like, the pit of a cherry fruit. Like, they don't really, like, think of other things. So I think, like, the first wave of coffee is in that kind of, like, almost ignorant of what coffee is, ignorant of the process of it, kind of doing things that are not not respecting the coffee process at all, you know, grinding it, packed, sealing it, putting it in grocery stores to sit on the shelves for who knows how long. It's not even ground to, for, like, standard drip coffee is the funny part. Or so, like, it's actually ground too fine for the process that most people use it in. It's almost ground fine enough for espresso, but it's made for drip, yeah. which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Or they'll put, like, artificial flavoring or preservatives on with it, chicory. or it'll be, like, blended with chicory, um, just, like, a super cheap... <laughs> It's like a taste thing, preservative. Taste preservative, and it's, it's just not... It's, it's just, not good. It's just not good, and it's... I don't know. It's, a, it's kind of upsetting. <laughs> so, realistically, a bag of Folgers at Publix right now, you think is, has been sitting on that shelf for... Probably over a year. Like, like from the time or, that it was, like, roasted till that point, it's, it's most likely been six months to a year. So, it's, like, after three months, it's stale. So, it's, like, picture an apple... And peeling an apple and just after it's been peeled, just leaving it out, what color does it turn? Yellow. Right. Brown. Or brown. Yellow, you know, yeah. it's, it's called oxidation. Coffee and oxidizes actually quite quickly. Like significantly quickly after you roast it and even faster after you grind it. So like if you leave an apple out for like 15 minutes, it's like bad, right? Yeah. Or the outer side is bad. Sure. So if you grind up an apple and then you leave it out for 15 minutes, it's all brown mush yeah, your, your face says it all. It's no good. Well, it's the same thing is for coffee because you grind it to like super fine and then what are you going to do with it after it oxidizes? It's going to taste bad. I mean, an espresso shot that's been sitting for a few minutes is going to taste bad even if it initially came out and tasted great. And yet there's millions of people that buy Folgers, Max, Maxwell, Maxwell, House. Maxwell House, and you just attribute it to the fact that they're used to bad coffee. Yeah, I mean, if you, you taste garbage you know if you literally <laughs> eat garbage oh no God. but what like actual garbage right if you eat it your entire life you're gonna you're you, like the the taste buds on your tongue are gonna get used to it and eventually you're gonna have a ta- like an appetite for it but as soon as you have something else you're gonna be like oh wow i've never had this before this is so good well what, what kind of stuff was i having beforehand right <laughs> and it's just that progression where you eventually get better and better so which goes into like your second wave, which is like your Starbucks or kind of like your Dunkin' Donuts. The people that have a little more respect for the coffee, they at least uh, grind it in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, which is significantly better than being ground, you know, for months and months and just sitting in a bag. Okay. So that's a plus, right? Yeah. And it's they're they're roasted, you know, probably a really dark roast, but. Uh, it, there is a possibility that you can still have a decent cup of coffee. You know, it's still, the possibility is there. But maybe the baristas aren't necessarily uh, super educated in, in the fine details of the chemistry and all of that goes into the coffee. So, um, you know, and they, the, the milk products and all of that used may not also pair well with the coffee. So if you're getting a... Uh, ultra frappuccino almond milk latte i'm 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 sorry almond milk doesn't pair well with coffee so it you know if you have dietary restrictions okay that's cool but um, if you're trying to go for something that pairs well decently with coffee almond milk is not your thing yeah well i mean i think that 
um, the second wave of coffee are people who kind of have a little bit more knowledge about coffee. They're doing things pretty much, you know, the right structure at least, you know, like Mike said, grinding in front of you, you know, making a latte, you know, kind of being aware of the different types of way you can you can make coffee and you know trying trying their very very darndest to make I mean it. they're as good as the people that teach them right I mean yeah no harm no foul I'm not upset at second wave yeah yeah and I mean they're using 100% arabica beans they're you know they're using beans that are you know freshly roasted mm-hmm. they might be <laughs> lack the best flavor here or the highest respect for the coffee isn't there the coffee process but when you move into like first wave or third wave sorry when you move into a third wave of coffee you're moving into that kind of more elite understanding and respect for what coffee is okay and so you're the way it's made the the knowledge behind it is going to be a lot higher so like coffee shops like us and some of the like leading third wave coffee shops are going to be knowing you know, their traders are going to, their importers are going to no- have a relationship with the farmer. They're going to know the processing that that bean's gone through. They're going to know, you know, what flavor profiles they're going for in the coffee. Whereas, you know, you get into like, you go back to compare that to first wave where someone's putting like a vanilla or hazelnut flavoring artificial. on a bean, like an artificial flavoring. That's not the flavor of coffee. They're, they're spraying that with with the flavor, you know what I mean? And to and be the, honest, it actually gives me a splitting headache if anything artificial <laughs> is, like, put on the coffee. Yeah. Like, that's for you personally. That is me personally, but it's still You have headache. to imagine, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that have yeah. that same yeah. reaction. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, comparing that, whereas coffee is the pit of a fruit. It, it holds the possibilities of having the sweetness from that fruit and also depending on the processing, there's natural processing where if you can imagine... I'm I so it. wish, like, I filmed yeah. my podcast because <laughs> I would just cut to, like, Mike I'm, just doing... My wife's doing things with her hands, and <laughs> I'm just copying her. He's mocking me. He's mocking me. Um, <laughs> where was I? Um, you were saying it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fruit that yeah. has the potential for sweetness. Yeah, fruit. for sweetness, for acidity, <laughs> for um, different processings, and it's it's just... It's a beautiful, like, it's a beautiful process, and I know we talked about it yesterday on our <laughs> um, podcast yesterday. Yeah, but we talked about a lot yesterday. We talked about a lot yesterday, but again, like, just respecting every person that goes into that cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and how many people have been a part of the process of your one cup of coffee, and I think the third wave recognizes that. They recognize that there's a farmer who has a family, who has people working for that farm, who are not only picking these cherries, but they're going through extensive processes to process them in different ways. They're also hiking potentially up hillsides because coffee has to be um, grown at a certain elevation and it can only be grown on the coffee belt is what it's called, um, which is along the equator. equator. Um, And so it's just so extensive. If anyone's ever been to a coffee farm or has like traveled anywhere in like Southern America or into Africa, you know, it's just absolutely astonishing how much, like, work is going into it, you know. And and some, some like, young boys are even, like, carrying these stacks of coffee I was talking about before. Like, I could – I've tried to lift those bags before. You couldn't, like – or when I worked at the roastery, you know, when you're when you get a shipment of green beans on a pallet, like – You've got to have some some guys with some muscle to move one of those. They guys. all look and, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, they they keep that. saying I'll be back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my you own. saw my Terminator in my car. Yeah. That's why. Right. 
anyway if you want to live oh. <laughs> anyways copy is what we're talking about here but my question is like the big one is will starbucks because it's safe to say that of the second wave starbucks is the leader Oh, for sure. For sure? Yeah. For sure. I would say even sometimes Starbucks, depending if you're going to a Starbucks reserve or if you're going to, you know, kind of a better Starbucks, Starbucks could be kind of like walking towards third, third wave. wave. But do, will yeah. they ever get there? Um, it depends. Um, I think, I so the big thing is about respecting the bean, right? So if we kind of, uh, well, we came into the shop with you once and we had a, a nice light roast bean. Um it unfortunately did not have like super great tasting notes, but it was at least, you know, tolerable. So okay. if we have to, you know, stop somewhere, we can get that. If we're traveling, we don't know anything, you know. Uh, but um, so third wave, one of the things that Rachel was talking about is the respect of the bean and going for something outside of smoky and campfire logs and that kind of thing so charcoal tasting like charcoal charcoal or burnt and tasting like like only dark roasts so like dark roast could be good like we had a really good dark roast when we were in south africa um it was it tasted like peanut butter it was did you say it tastes like a like a snickers no no no, that that's something else that was a medium roast that was a medium roast um, that was a Guatemala bean. Okay. Um, it was a guat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so dark roasts tend to be really monotoned. So e- even if they're really, really good, it's generally only got like one flavor going on. Um, it, when you have a, the third wave is more so like single origin, natural. Closer to the first crack. So, right. So close to the first crack. A natural, it has to do with the processing of uh, peeling off of the coffee fruit, the coffee fruit from the the actual coffee bean. Um, the one of the better ways to do it that we believe is it's called natural, meaning that it's sun dried, and then not always sun dried, but dried. It's dry. Right. That would be a patio dry sure. processing. Sure. I'm just saying. So if we're being accurate, if we're being super accurate <laughs> and to the point. Um, it's dried in one way or another, and that the, all of that, all of those juices and flavors are infused into the coffee bean, so it's going to be a lot more fruity and acidic. And that's what you know we try to highlight. Like right now, we have an Ethiopian, and it tastes like blueberries, among other notes. And we're the bean that we're swapping to because it's seasonal, right? Uh-huh. Um, it it kind of tastes like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Really, really, it's it. It's almost got kind of tastes like uh, it's almost a little sour, like like a sour fruit or something. It's it's really nice. I'm really excited to put it on espresso. It's a serba serba new crop. Yeah, yeah, it's the new crop. Now, from, does that go in like if someone orders a snowcap? That's what's yeah. going in it. Yeah. But how come I like how come you don't taste it necessarily? Or will I like like because that's my drink. Yeah, a, a you, choice here. You should. I mean, um, it might be a little bit lighter in the snowcap because there is like um, there's other stuff more going milk into that. and there's also like a our house made vanilla syrup in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might not taste it as prominently as if you had like a like shot a of espresso or cortado oh, yeah. or okay. or even white. if you were tasting it on like on our cold brew, you'd, you'd taste those notes a little bit more. Yeah, for um, sure. They would be a lot stronger on your palate than you know, obviously adding. 10 ounces of milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. on so top of essentially, it. If, if we can make a flat white, which is 
like an eight ounce drink in the U.S. Traditionally, it's like 5.5 ounces, um, and you can still taste the flavors notes of the coffee. We've done our job. And yeah. Definitely can, definitely yeah. can. I yeah. can attest to that. Yeah. And it's not off-putting because I'm not a big. I don't really prefer tasting coffee. I'm somebody that tries to mask it. I'm one of those people. But at least you know it. You know, there's some people who are like, oh my gosh, I heart coffee, and they have like, I love coffee on their mug, and yet like it's full of like coffee mate or like hazelnut coffee creamer you just and like scream sugar. At them. You don't like coffee. You like <laughs> you like cream and sugar. <laughs> you like sugar. That do you want some coffee with your cream or like, you know, yeah. it's it's hard because it sounds like we're being so judgy or we're being coffee snobs, but it's just like know what you like. You know, you just said it perfectly. Like. I don't really like tasting coffee. Like, I don't really like the taste of coffee itself. So you know what drinks you're going to get, and we'll accommodate you. You know, we do have drinks that are, like, lighter on the coffee taste. But I think it's, like, so we had let's a just be real original. about what you like and what you don't like. So we have a house-made original called the Snowcap. We've been uh, talking about it. Yeah. So good. So we got to explain it. Um, Initially, we were trying to sell our cold brew, and we were just trying to get it out, move it. And uh, my gorgeous wife came up with the idea uh, to have a cold cream foam on top, and it was killer. It was so good, but the cold brew just didn't really, like I was saying before with pairing, (laughs) It just didn't pair well. I knew Starbucks had, like, cold foam that they did on their cold brew or their nitro. And, like, I had known that, like, and some people were, like, asking, like, oh, do you have, like, cold foam? And I was just, like, no. I, like, I know how to make it. But, like, when we tried it on our cold brew, we were just, like. It wasn't good. And it's not like our cold brew was bad. It just, it wasn't a good combination. We didn't like the combination of it. But. I had the idea of using a shorter ice latte or an ice flat white because it, it had room to do that with our cups. And then we were thinking about the name and we, you know, the word foamies came up and I looked at the menu and I'm like, well, we got an ice latte. We have an ice flat white. Why don't we call it like the ice cappuccino or better yet, why don't we do a double entendre, call it the snow cap and then draw mountains on it. And then, because with the mountains, you'll see, like, the white part is at the top where the cold cream foam is, and then the brown of the coffee is at the bottom. For the mountain. For, the mount, for like, the base of the mountain. And yeah. Essentially, we tried it as, like, a weekly special, seeing if people would like it, and it's never come down from the menu since we've opened. It's been five and a bit months of having it on our menu, and it's been a hit. Like a total hit. It's got two you, textural, those two textural components. We always suggest to people, okay, sip the top, get that milk mustache, you know, that foamy milk mustache, and then, you know, give it a gentle stir, and then just sip the coffee from the bottom. And it's nice because you can really taste the coffee. Like, you can taste the coffee, but it's mm-hmm. not as prominent on the bottom with that kind of short ice vanilla latte, and then the I think, top is really nice way to finish it off. I think that's also what, again makes us really third wave coffee is even though it's like a fun flavored drink and everything you still taste the coffee like if there's coffee in one of our drinks you're going to taste it mm-hmm. if it if you don't if there's like espresso in the drink and you don't taste it it's not going to be on the menu because that for us that's not respecting the coffee okay yeah and, we, yeah. and third wave would also include just the idea that you guys have the the time frame of being able to do those personal touches right yeah whereas yeah. you go to a starbucks they're not going to draw mountains 
on a yeah, cup. No. Like, they're not going to take yeah. that extra effort to yeah. try to create this image, right? Yeah, the kind of slower person of coffee. Like, we'll take the time to do a pour over in front of you. We'll we even take the time to make sure that all of our customers see us pouring the espresso shot that's been freshly extracted. You've seen it get extracted from our bottomless porta filters. Like, you're very, like, involved in the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes us different, too, and what makes people kind of keep coming back and wanting to bring other people is that it's not just your normal coffee experience a, of like oh experience. we're gonna just put a co- cap on this and like whatever we're pouring we're pouring the latte right in front of you we're uh, pouring the espresso into the lattes in front of you you know mm-hmm. we're even our our fall drink which was a campfire latte we're torching marshmallows in front of you three times for this double crispy with a flame gun with a flame gun yes. right in front yeah. of you Yep. You know, like we are kind of pushing the boundaries of customer experience in that way. And I think that's almost the tipping over point for us, not only being third wave, but also like valuing customer experience so much so that they actually feel like they're a part of the process. And when people come in, do they, do you make it known that you are in fact the owner? Like, unless, unless they somebody ask, asks. Okay, okay. I don't go out of my way. To be like, hey, this is mine. Like, this yeah. is my coffee shop. But I, I think that's a difference, too. It's like, you're not just an employee, right? No. And there's someone in the back doing paperwork. No. You're the guy. You're the girl behind the bar at the computer doing the work. I think we're proud. <laughs> I think right? we're, we're proud of what we've accomplished, but we're not arrogant about it in a way of like... <laughs> This is my show. Like you have a, like you have a giant photo of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Employee of the month. My face. You just switch it out. And put ourselves yeah. like between Mike and I. No, no. But I mean, if people ask, that's hilarious. You should do that. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's a little inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. But yeah, we kind of just love it. Like we're newly married. We are stoked we bring in both like kind of a dynamic duo and Mm -hmm. i think it's so fun to do it together and kind of like our first year of marriage we've just taken this on like we are committed to this like if anyone asks us our story too you know they know that we're serious about this because we got married like june 22nd we went on like a four-day honeymoon just like to 30 minutes down the road in st augustine and like (laughs) we came back and we're like pushing hours to get yes coffee open and it was like a week Essentially, in total, like, a week and a bit after our wedding, we were at the coffee shop opening up for the public and here every day, you know, 6.30 to 4, Yeah. you know, just... And maybe even a Sunday here or two. Yeah, and we're here on Sundays, you yeah. know, serving yeah. the church. We're not open to the public, but we're, we're serving the church congregation. But if you just so happen to come in between 11.30 and 12.30, you might possibly get a coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why yes? Why the name Yes. A good story. So the uh, the owners of the church, their names are Rod and Val Palmer, and Val's sister, uh, she passed away a few years ago in 2017 in November, and she ha- battled with uh, thyroid cancer, and she had to have her voice box removed, uh, and uh, she, it was always kind of her 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 dream to have uh, kind of like. A coffee shop for a place for people to meet. In and a church. It, was it in a church? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, it's bad that I don't know that part. Um, it, but whenever uh, the idea of the coffee shop was was known for a while, and that every time that she, if she would be asked if she wanted coffee, she would just go yes, because she had to have one of those you know 
too. I have a smoking voice box. You know, okay, yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. that yeah. people normally have. She had like one of those, so she would only be able to go yes, like yes, yes. Uh-huh. And we tried working with yes, and it wasn't working out. So we just did yes because that's what she was trying to say. So it was. We kind of just honored her. Yeah, it was like, like an homage to her. Yeah. I think, like, to kind of expand on that, too, it's that, like, Rod and Val with this church and kind of what they created and and kind of asking us to open here as well or, like, they approached us, you know, and during that time, like, I think Dee was still... was no, she had she, passed? She, she, had, she passed. had died. But, like, Dee, like, her life has just been, like, always, like, including people and, like, encouraging people and, like, at her funeral that she said like don't cry for me like be happy and she played like happy by like Pharrell Williams like at her funeral because she's like be happy that you're alive you know and live life to the fullest and love people to the fullest and I think that like who she was as a person is someone that we felt it was just obvious for us to kind of like honor her and her life in kind of the creation of yes and just kind of partnering with those people and I think that, like, truly we would hope that yes would be an encouragement to people and that people would, you know, find community here, that they would be able to have conversations about anything they want to, mm-hmm. and that also they would be happy and they would, you know, you know, just just be encouraged by, by being here. So I think we kind of just honor her and her life in that. And... Yeah, just when we were creating the like business name and the logo and everything, it just kind of was from yes to yes. And it kind of evolved as it did naturally, but yeah. Yep. And it's a very Yes coffee. It's a very positive, right? The word yes is very yeah. positive, so there's a nice positive connotation to it as well. Yeah. Like, like do, you do you want, want coffee? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You yeah. know, yeah. You wanna try this? Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like, love it. It's yes coffee. It's it's say yes to yes. That was one of our mottos. Say yes to yes. Say yes to yes. Say yes to yes coffee. And That's on the sign, right? It yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah, I put that on outside. But like some people said, oh, you should have made it yas. <laughs> like, yas queen. Like, Y-A-S. But, <laughs> have yeah. you Google searched? Like, is there is is there any other coffee company called yeah. yet? There is? It's like in Asia, though. There's like one very small coffee or shop Thailand, in like I Thailand. Think. Or... I think it's Thailand. And yeah. They, so we, we had to actually be but, Yes Coffee Co., yeah. Okay. That's why we're Yes like Coffee Co. Yeah. Yes yeah. Coffee had been like bought by the bought by some Asian dude in Thai, Thai, Thailand. <laughs> yeah. But Yes Coffee And company. he spelled it out yes like in English? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Yes. That is yes. interesting. Well, look, I I appreciate you guys coming back on here and kind of like we definitely touched on similar things, but I feel like we touched on a lot of new stuff personally. Yeah. And Maybe yeah. you should do two rounds for all your podcasts. <laughs> well, I think I think too. We from yesterday today. We we actually. I felt like we spoke on a lot more. We went on more rapid trails yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely did. Because we we spoke a, a lot more about life coaching and some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so, us personally yeah. and that kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. But I definitely knew I wanted to touch on your story, your backstory, and then yeah. the evolution. And of Yes Coffee Co. So excited to see where it goes. And yeah. and and your story, your passion is addictive. It's contagious. 
like I told Mike when you left yesterday, like it reeks of passion in here in a very good way. <laughs> Reeking. It, it reeks <laughs> of passion in here. <laughs> Love it. Like the yeah. tables, right? Like even the tables. I don't know. They just they, they have a different feel. The couch, like there's a whole story to that couch. Oh my gosh! That it, couch. Was, it was actually gonna get thrown out by the church, and we're like, oh, we'll take it. We'll just use it. It's we just found like, it in the back. It's been like the yes coffee couch. I feel like it's so comfortable. It's like the friend's couch. It's the friend's couch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we put like our heart and soul into everything. And you it know? shows. Yeah. yeah. And we like, have our hands on every part of it because it's just, you know, Mike and I doing so it. So I'm a little particular in that it helps upkeep the standards. So like when we were doing milk testing, it's like it's such a joy for me because we buy like a whole bunch of different brands mm-hmm. and we just do blind taste tests one after another after another. And we like which one's the best. Coffee right. shops will like test coffee and, you know, well, they're, they're supposed to. They're supposed to. Not all of them do. But like, you know, you're supposed to like test coffee and they'll do like a coffee cupping, you know, and they'll cup the coffee or taste the coffee but like we're like okay yeah we love our coffee we've cupped our coffee we've tasted our coffee we've tested it we love it but like what is pairing with our coffee like what we've tested the water like the water ph and the milk and the syrups and everything's been like we've tested cocoa powders and vanilla extracts and like just the pretty much red, everything the things that you think are excessive like let's test cinnamon let's test nutmeg let's test all the things that are going into our coffee let's test like sugar like we have tested everything that is coming in contact with the coffee has been tested and yes we did test sugar like we are like there's no difference people. <laughs> there's no difference <laughs> first off stop buying the more expensive stuff <laughs> <laughs> But, like, some things we, like, like sugar is, like, something, and a good example is, like, something that, like, okay, there was absolutely no difference. But then something like milk, there was a huge, huge difference. difference. Like, an astronaut. <laughs> no, really, it really was. Like, there was ones where, it, like, I couldn't even take a second sip because it was so disgusting. Like, aftertaste, even though the espresso was so good, the milk was so bad. And that kind of shows you the quality of what they were doing with their milk. And unfortunately, you know, at the time we're like, we're just going to get the best tasting one that's also the cheapest. Hopefully there's not a significant difference. And there was a significant difference. There was only one Had to be organic, had to be grass-fed cows, like had to be the most expensive, like $7.50 a gallon. Jeez. And, but you know what? The sweetness of the milk pairs so well. We trust it. It's consistent. And it consistent. doesn't overpower the coffee. No. That's it, a big thing. It's sweet. It's it's it, it, it's just so night and day. It steams well. We get such good mil- consistent milk texture with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it's the most expensive, but we just roll with it. It's worth it. And yeah. man. We, at the end of the day, we're trying to respect the coffee bean as much as possible and to make the whole experience super pleasurable for the customer. And, you know, we just do our best with what we can. That's why we do our own syrups. You know, I can buy, mm-hmm. you know, the pump ones and be super easy, but it, that is like 36 grams of sugar or whatever the number is. Ours is 12.6 repeating grams of sugar. Yes, I've calculated it down to the decimal point. So I'm very particular yeah. in that stuff, but that's how we keep... Uh, 
keep the consistency Accuracy. up. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we just released our holiday drink. We're making eggnog by scratch every like In second a big day. Tub, which yeah. you can see on the on your social media. Yes. Right. Yeah. Isn't and it's all done by you. The, yes. the yeah. photographs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's another part that like people say. You know, when they come here, like, oh man, like all across the board, you guys are excellent. And I'm like, honestly, it's like for me, I'm like, it's so, it feels so effortless. Like some most days, it's just such a joy to do it because it's just so fun. You know, oh. it's like when your passion combines with your like work, and then you're like, wow, this is amazing. But and it's effortless, so that's the cherry on top. Yeah, you don't really feel like you're. Yeah. Working. I mean, I guess when it comes to the social media too, it's like, yeah, I'm a professional photographer. I've done social media before. Like social media marketing is like, like I do that with content photography, creation. content creation, mm-hmm. branding. branding, like so. I guess Mike being kind of so particular on the operation side, me being like incredibly particular on the like visual aesthetic, branding, you know, kind of getting the logo and our vibe and even the interior the design, the decor, all of, all of the decor, like down to like the colors of our aprons and, and that kind of thing, you know, the cups that we ordered, our stamp and whatever, you know, everything all that stuff. was done on purpose. Nothing was done by accident. And it's all at Yes Coffee Co. Yes. But you can just type in Yes Coffee Company. Yes Coffee. And it'll pop yes, up. yes. Yeah. We've got a brown coffee plant. Coffee's the center. Flagler Beach, Florida. Yep. Give us a follow. And if you're driving by <laughs> Flagler Beach, uh, stop on by Monday to Saturday, 7 to 3. <laughs> 212 6th Street South. It may take you north. It may take you north. Just realize you got to take a right at the ocean. And go south, not north. <laughs> We've had problems <laughs> before with customers, so just please make sure you're at the right address. And to finish this off, someone comes to you and says, hey, what's the one piece of advice? I am someone who wants to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. What do I do? What's, what's the one thing you say to them? Have a realistic goal of what you actually want to accomplish. Like what are you going? Like what? What is your end goal? And it better not be I want to make money. That should never be an end goal. Mm-hmm. That should never be an end goal. It should be a goal. No. It shouldn't be even be a goal. If you do what you love and you're you're very good at it, you'll make money. If it, it what's more important is that because otherwise you're gonna burn out, especially being an entrepreneur, because you're gonna put twice the amount of time as any standard worker, you're gonna care a whole lot more, and you're gonna get a whole lot less back for the first few years. You're gonna, it, you, it's not about the money. You gotta know that it's about living the life you love. Yeah, so if, you, if, it's not a, if your end goal is not about like people, mm-hmm. like for us, then, for us, then like we're helping it. people, or for someone else, like, you know, ha- living a creative life or whatever it is. You know, know your vision, know why you're doing it and who you're doing it for. And don't, don't, don't go off that vision. Cause if you do, you're going to hate your life. Don't hate your life. We, we, we actually life. know, we don't know someone who started a coffee shop and he, he had to close it down because it had gone so far off his vision that he didn't see any way forward. So if it's wow. just about money, you're going to be miserable. Cause once you have money, then what? Yeah. Then you have a shop that you. That or doesn't it doesn't have to be a shop, or, but it could be or anything. Or you have a, a business, or you have something that you're like, oh, I never wanted to be this. And so it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank at that point, or how much money you've even put into your business at that point. It matters yeah. that you're doing what you love and you're happy and you're happy with your life. And it's, I mean, for us, at the end of the day, 
we're happy when we can make people feel like loved and encouraged and like they're better people leaving or they're you know they're they've had a good conversation or they're you know they've met some awesome people or they've even met friends or they've even found a place of community that they were lacking before that's the kind of stuff that like Mike and I we we vibe off of like we that's stuff like fires us up that's why we do what we do is people you know yeah we're in the people business and we also serve coffee and we're also passionate about coffee so you have to have both but <laughs> the the goal obviously for us is much more about people than it is coffee beautifully said <laughs> Mike, Rachel, thank you for doing this, coming so back welcome. on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank All right, you guys, thank you so much.